Welcome to Quotable, a female entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After more than 10 years building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who've been in it too. And I want to share all of them with you because we're stronger together. So fill your coffee cup up, sit back and listen in. I am thrilled to have Maria Victoria Albina here today with me. She is a master certified somatic life coach, a family nurse practitioner, and, um, host of your own podcast and so like a lot of other things. So thank you, first of all, so much for coming on here. And I want to let you really tell us who you are and what you're about. And we'll start there. I liked, um, and a really lot of other things as, well, as the good. descriptor of what I do. Yeah, there was a lot of things. And I always <laughs> feel like things. personally, I like so many words. We'll do a really long intro on a podcast. I sort of gloss over it. I'm like, all right, let me just hear like, let me just hear what what they're what they're about. Let me just hear it from them. <laughs> so I'm always like, I don't want to do a long intro when I'm like welcoming someone on this show. So yeah, not to. I hope that I didn't mean to like diminish. No, all, it was totally all fine. Your, all of your things, but I would rather just hey, tell us like, what do you, what do you do? What are you about? What is your business like? And and we go from there. Yeah. Um, what am I excited about? Uh, the nervous system. Like that's the main thing I geek out about somatics and the nervous system. And I know we're going to dive into all of that mm-hmm. together. Um, what is my business like? Is that, was that yeah. what you asked? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what's your business. What do you do? Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Is yeah, there something specific? Like, I like to hear, how did you get to where you are now? Basically, like, how have you, where'd you start? Like, depending on how far, you know, some people go all the way back to, you know, high school or elementary school oh God. Um, when they joined the workforce, but like, you know, like, yeah. How did you get to where you are today? And what does that look like? I mean, I think what's relevant and what's maybe the most interesting is that I come from medicine. Um, I'm a UCSF trained family nurse practitioner. I had a private practice doing functional medicine in Manhattan before the pandemic uh, and did primary care for, for many, many years before that. Um, and I made the big, it wasn't a big a shift really into coaching. Once I started to notice that the main thing I was treating and what I think the, the true crux of so many of the chronic health conditions that we're dealing with population wide these days is really stress, distress, and trauma. And mm-hmm. the way that the body is holding on to the lived experiences of stress, distress, and trauma and is bracing and tensing, um, which has downstream health effects, right? Uh, this is a very strong evidence base uh, in the literature to support the claim that stress really negatively impacts our health uh, in profound and far-reaching ways. Um Things beyond what the average animal would sort of think of. Like, I think when we think of like stress, people are like, oh yeah, like I get like a tension headache or like I'm tired, but like Mm -hmm. irritable bowel syndrome, thyroid imbalances, hormone imbalances, and fertility issues. Um, Sure, of course, fatigue, chronic fatigue, chronic pain. Um, We can go on and on and on and on. Um, Diabetes, right? Um, There's a 
these things are, are multifactorial. Of course, I'm not just saying that the mind-body connection is the thing that controls it all, but it plays a huge and powerful impact, or it has a huge and powerful impact. And I realized after many years of practicing medicine that I wasn't treating the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'll say I, I was doing all the right things. I was following the standard of care and in, in primary care medicine, yeah, I was doing exactly what one was supposed to do. Um, in functional medicine, I was going above and beyond doing DNA PCR testing and dried hormone testing and supplements and nutrition. And all of that was great and has its place and is really important. But the true root cause of so much was was, you know, the combination of mindset and the trauma that lives on in our bodies, in our nervous systems. And so my business now is, is I've left behind clinical medicine per se. I don't order labs. I don't prescribe. Um, I really focus on, on the mindset and somatics. Uh, And so I work as a coach now, uh, which is great. Gives me so much liberty and freedom, right? I can work across state lines. I can work internationally. I have clients from around the globe, um, which is a freedom I didn't have when I was working under a medical license. Uh, I folks work with me because you asked about my business model. I have a flagship program called Anchored, which is a six month program. It's small group. I cap the group between 25 and 30. So it's, it's intimate. Uh, And in that folks get coaching every week, once with myself, once with a coach on my team, breath work. There's a, there's um, an online community, not on social media, because I'm not into that. We're doing really intimate work. I don't really, I wouldn't share the level of stuff we share on like the meta platform. Like I would absolutely never share that intimate detail there, right? Because you completely lose control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't ask my clients to do that. So um, we've been on Slack uh, and we're, we're switching to an in-house community server, but um that's an amazing program. And then I created, I realized there was a desire for more, more didactic program, a more education-based program, uh, and a smaller, like a shorter program that's less hands-on with me. So it could be at a much lower price point because it's at a much low, lower touch point, right? Whereas Anchored is, is boutique. It's really hands-on. People are getting hundreds of hours with me. And so the Somatic Studio is my 12-week program uh, where people learn all the basics they really need are around nervous system healing, around somatic or body-based modalities for healing. Um, it's also very practical and practicum-based um, with a move towards nervous system regulation being not just something you practice, but a praxis, right? A way of living. Um, and that's an exciting program and also has a Slack component. And we do breath work in there as well. It's just you don't get the intense coaching that you get uh, in Anchored. So those are the two ways to work with me. And then I have a couple one-on-one clients, but it's really only my one-on-ones are reserved for people who've been through my programs. So we can really do that deep dive, high level care. Okay. And then you have a podcast too, right? I do have a podcast. Yeah. It's called Feminist Wellness. It is, um, it's just so much fun. It's, it's really great. It's a lot of work, right? Having a podcast is a lot of work. (laughs) I write a Ted talk every week, you know, but, um, but it's well worth it. 
it's a blast. Yeah. 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 We'll link to that too. See, it was, this is a lot. This is, it was so much better hearing that from you than hearing me try to, to, to put all of that in the intro, but yeah, no, I, I'm super curious though, like how you even like, I feel like that's a pretty big shift to go from being kind of in the more traditional medicine world to then creating a business on your own. Like, I feel like I haven't talked to many people who have done that kind of shift. I know some people, you know, in the corporate world and then started a business. A lot of the people I talked to on the show, I feel like have like always been entrepreneurial or, or most. I've always, yeah. I've always been entrepreneurial. Yeah. Since I was a little kid. No one was like shocked when you were like, Hey, I'm leaving, you know, the traditional practice to do something on my own. I mean, I think my immigrant parents were a little like, wait, what? You know, like, what are you doing? But a little surprised. Well, I mean, like, it's a boring trope, but, you know, like, of course, your immigrant parents want you to stay in medicine. Like, come on, (laughs) right? I don't think they really understand what a life coach is, but. So what was that process like? Did you have a time where you were like, okay, I need to go start my own business? What did that look like? Yeah. So I knew I was done with Western medicine. So I had been practicing functional medicine within an allopathic Western medicine outfit. Uh, And they sort of tolerated me, but it wasn't, but they weren't really, they didn't get it and they weren't thrilled. Um, It's also, you know, when you're accepting insurance, it's not the smartest thing to be practicing functional medicine. Um, So sort of legally, it it is much safer as a licensed healthcare provider not to take insurance. Um, It just gets, you you run a much lower risk of, frankly, them coming for you. So from a liability standpoint, if I was to practice holistic and functional medicine, taking insurance is, it's, yeah, it's a terrible idea. So I knew to be able to practice the way I wanted to practice, I had to get out of somebody else's clinic and have my own clinic. And then from there, you know, I went from doing the standard, super short, useless intakes to doing 90 minute intakes and, and to like really starting to have a business model that made sense for, that really honors my patients and the complexity of their health right? Which the Western medical system absolutely doesn't. And I just from there started really realizing that I really wanted to go deep. And Mm. it just is not really possible when you're also reviewing labs and you're also, right? Like needing to do all this medical stuff, like make sure someone doesn't have leukemia. You know what I mean? Like when when you're doing that, that needs to be your focus. So yeah. yeah. So the shift was just kind of like a very obvious evolution. And so I did it slowly, which is what I recommend. Like when I business coach folks, I used to do a lot of like how to start your own functional medicine, business coaching, uh, your own practice, um, was really to start slowly, um, both for cash flow reasons, um, and so it's not like a shock to your own system, you mm-hmm. know. And so I left Western medicine pretty and just left. But the shift from functional medicine to full time coaching was just taking fewer patients and taking more clients, 
And then just really letting that ratio start to bias towards clients who wanted coaching um, and then just shifting my offer and shifting my, the, my, the public side of my offer, right. Yeah, so shifting my website, right. From functional medicine to um, I went from it saying like functional medicine to uh, something like real root cause functional medicine through life coaching. And then just slowly started taking medicine words off the site where like there really aren't any now except in the like about me parts and where I talk about somatics because I'm able to do the kind of deep coaching I do because of my training that's what I was gonna say I imagine right. having those like credentials in that background probably helps certain people feel drawn to working with you because it's like she's really gonna understand yeah whatever like and it helps me feel ethical in what I'm doing, right? Like this is not light work and it should not be taken lightly. Like I I support people in in really working through big heavy things in their past that are deeply impacting their sense of self, their relationships um, across the board now. And I only feel safe to do that. Like Yes, I've studied somatic experiencing and sensory motor psychotherapy as a coach. And I have a lot of advanced training from the coaching world. And like UCSF is no joke, right? Like it's the best MP school in the country for a reason. Like we were really trained. Um, I, I know that my, my capacity to coach patients uh, and counsel patients is significant. So that really makes me feel more at ease too, right. you know, because above all do no harm, right? Like that's an oath I've taken. And I, I take it very, very seriously yeah. as one should. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah. I'm sure all of your clients and everybody who works with you appreciates that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then one more kind of business question I really want to dive into, like all of the top, everything you're talking about, but one more just like business question from that. Sure. It's like in terms of when you you're creating this as as your own thing and and able to kind of run it how you want to um just what does that look like do you have and you kind of alluded to having another coach that some people work with what do you have a team what does your support system look like I'm just curious ah uh, okay what does my support system look like yes I have I got a lot of folks a lot of folks in house so I started with just one part-time VA the way most of us do to help me with the clinic with setting up basics um and then grew to I have a uh she's not completely full-time but getting there VA um a graphic designer who does a lot of my Instagram stuff um and helps write emails I of course write a lot of my own sales emails and that kind of stuff um because it's really important that that be in my voice you know mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a fractional CMO who's incredible uh, and helps with all the launch planning and that sort of stuff. Um, new folks who fo new follows on Instagram get um, uh, manually sent a like welcome note. And then uh, I have a VA uh, who there's probably a way to automate that that I should probably look into, but yeah, but there's something to be said for that per personal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And then uh, when folks respond with their email, somebody else inputs that into Entreport. Um, there's probably other people I'm forgetting. <laughs> this moment, but that's amazing. yeah. 
I've got a really great team. Yeah. And then, then yes, I do have a, there's another coach on my team uh, who coaches in my programs, which is really lovely because I am very tender. And so when you're coaching with me, like I'm an Argentine New Yorker, right? I don't F around. Like I, I have no problem being like direct and to the point. And there's a different kind, but sometimes that's not, my energy is just not what you want. Right. And so my clients know that if they want a little, like something like a little more grittier coaching, uh, Molly on my team cuts to the chase in a different way than I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's really nice. So sometimes in a given f- week, folks will bring an issue to me and then the same issue to her mm-hmm. to get slightly different coaching on it, which is pretty rad. Yeah. That's a cool dynamic to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 And then, um, yeah, we do a lot of things like dance parties and somatic movement parties. And I have like a lot of guest speakers come in for that. So that's really fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I just feel like it's always cool to bring up a little of that behind the scenes. Like, what does it actually look like? Cause people, especially sure. about the shift from, you know, working in a very different kind of environment to then building a business where yeah. you have all to say, but also I think a lot of times people are like, I didn't realize so much of my time was going to actually be like managing other people and doing all of these other things that come along with it. So I think it's always nice to kind of talk about those pieces of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I have been really careful about. Like, I get that my job is to see CEO, but I don't want to, a lot of my friends have given up coaching and they don't even coach in their own programs. And that's no judges. Of course. I just, that's not what I want because I, I got into this because I love the people part. Yeah. I love coaching. I love doing somatic experiencing with people. And I love the process of, of holding space and guiding folks and watching them completely change their lives. And, and I'm, not, I'm not game to give that up. And yeah. I know I could be making a crap ton more money if I stopped coaching and I hired coaches and I, you know, focused more on sales and, but I, I don't care. Right. That's no, you know, there, you know, and never say never, who knows, but like, yeah, I think there's something. But I want to say never, right? Like I want to say never, I am doggedly saying never to giving up coaching because I love it so much, (laughs) which is so like, that's so cool. Right. That's, um, that's so amazing. Like, yeah to say that and to do that and to make yeah. all the choices and it's so great also make as much money as you can and want and need to yeah being a coach like you still can also yeah. figure all of that out yeah it's great yeah. it's great yeah, I love it I love the, like yeah. the passion like I can I feel it from yeah you, how much you love it which is obviously so cool <laughs> and I'm sure it's really cool. awesome too yeah cool well I want to like um shift gears a tiny bit just I mean not sure. even what we've been talking about but like you've mentioned and you've talked about confidence and sure. I think that's something that our listeners always all are interested in and want to build more of and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's also more parts to it also that you can like let's talk about whatever you want but you've talked about your nervous system and how the state of your nervous system can diminish or alter how confident you feel and how that can affect how well you're achieving your goals or how well you can go after what you want and need. Um, 
And I want to dive into that a little bit more. Like, how do you work with people around these topics? And um, sorry, this is now a several part question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's dig- give you the ability to talk about it however makes sense to you. Like that is the topic I want to I want to hear about. But yeah, nervous system and confidence. Tell me more. Okay, great. So let's back it up and talk about some of the basic science. Um, yeah, I don't even know oh. enough to know like where to start. And that's why I want you to, yeah, back it up to whatever we need to know. All right. So let's start with polyvagal theory, which is the work of Dr. Stephen Porges, PhD, and Deb Dana, LCSW. Uh, Porges is like a nerds, nerd science guy. He studied things like heart rate variability in neonates in the NICU. It's it's like too deep science even for me sometimes. Um, but Deb Dana is a woman and a social worker, and so she made it into some beautiful English. So um, polyvagal theory, for anyone listening who knows from this, that it's like, well, but there are flaws in the theory. Yep, there are. It's a theory. It's not law, right? It's it's a theory. I The bradycardia thing. I agree with you if you think it's flawed. So I'm just going to put that out there for the folks who know or like, okay, good. I'm glad she said that. Now I trust her. Cool. So <laughs> the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve, the longest nerve in the human, the body. It is the connector between our mind and our body. And it controls not just our organ function, but it controls our mood, our energy, our emotional capacity. It dictates whether we are present in life or in the moment or not. If we are anxious or chill, if we are checked out or if we are fully checked in. Sounds the vagus important. It is incredibly important. And I'm really glad that it's getting its due, that people are like, let's think about the vagus nerve. Um, it's my favorite nerve, but you know. Favorite. Yeah, you gotta have a favorite favorite I nerve. Already learned something new today because I know nothing about that. So oh, right on, great. So um, the vagus nerve has many different functions in our body, which shift based on our individual internal capacity, our environment, uh, social factors, uh, external stimuli, what we learned in our family of origin around things like whether it's safe to have feelings or not. Uh, and all of that uh, paired with our specific history of stress, distress, and trauma. The vagus nerve, um, when we're talking about polyvagal theory, the poly meaning many, um, points to the fact that the vagus nerve has three main branches or states. And those um, states are influenced, like I was just saying, on our experience of the world around us and whether our particular filter deems the world in this moment to be safe or unsafe. Okay. So if we are taking in the world and your body says, oh, this sounds safe, like this is chill, this is cool, I'm down with this, then our nervous system is in a state called ventral vagal. And in ventral vagal, we are safe, we are social, we are able to connect with others, our cognition works beautifully, um, and this is where we're going to loop back around to, to the confidence piece in just a second. Uh, in ventral vagal, our cognition is flying, right? We're at, at our top of our personal individual capacity to think. Um, our thyroid works well. Our digestion works well. Heart-lung diaphragm works well. Um, blood pressure, blood glucose, heart rate, like everything's humming, 
everything in our body is working as best it is physiologically able when we're in ventral vagal, which is the state of safety. Okay. That sound good? So you with me so far? Yeah. All of a sudden, you're in ventral vagal, you're chill. I'm just, we're here, we're talking, having a good time. All of a sudden, I hear a roar. Rawr. And it sounds like a lion. Clearly, we're going to jump, right? Clearly, we're going to be like, oh my God, what in the, what is that? Like, how is there a lion in New York or, you know, in my office? Like, what the hell just happened? Our heart rate goes up, breathing goes up, breathing gets shallow in the chest, cognition sharpens, but mm -hmm. is limited. Our vision sharpens and is limited. All the blood starts racing to our heart and our lungs, to our hands and our feet. Uh, and we go into what's called sympathetic activation. So it's a state directed by and creates creative of adrenaline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because oh, duh, you just heard a lion, right? Get ready to run. Um, as humans, we recognize that we are very small animals within the scheme of the world, right? Like take your tallest football player, dude. And come on next to a hippo. The guy's like an ant, right? Like we are very small animals. Um, hippos weigh like tons, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, we, when threatened, we humans seek connection with other humans or other animals. Uh, if that fails, then we get prepared to run like hell. If that fails, then we get prepared to fight. If that fails, right, if we're not able to flight, we're not able to fight, then our body that was just in ventral vagal, safe and social, and got jacked up into sympathetic adrenaline will then collapse into dorsal, which is the shutdown, checked out, freeze, emotionally not present, dissociated, not in the room part of our nervous system. Okay. Where we are unmotivated, we there's no space for ideation or creativity. There's not, we're not really having feelings uh, and we are not experiencing pain. This is very interesting. Um, our bodies are flooded with endogenous cannabinoids, which keep us from feeling physiologic pain. Okay. And we know that there's a link between um, pain reduction, like Tylenol, and a reduction in empathy. Hmm. So isn't that fascinating? So when we are shut down to our own pain and our own, we are shut down to our own feelings, and we are also, our empathy is reduced. Hmm. Okay. Wow. And so yeah. the body does that because it believes that that lion that we could not outrun, we could not fight off, is now about to eat us. We're about to get lunched. And so-, so At least just like not even be aware of how yeah. terrible it's about to be kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Our body from, from self-love checks us out. Right. That's wow. a lot, right? It's yeah. wild. And so that evolutionary process that on the, the savannah of a evolution was supposed to happen, gosh, once a year, maybe twice, now gets activated constantly and chronically. I believe not like in one of the main reasons is that we've lost community, right? Mm -hmm. We've lost connection. Most of us 
don't live in a community of people who constantly love and support like we've lost the village yeah, we've lost true. like like Wendell Berry talks about we've lost the the comments and yeah. so for a lack of social engagement and true social connection um we find our nervous systems much more friable and fragile than than we've ever really understood them to be hmm. and so many things that are not life or death that are not that would not historically trigger the nervous system into this sympathetic fight or flight and then into collapse are happening left right and center like your boss texting you at 9 p.m or um your ex liking your post your ex not liking your post or you know we can go on and on with the sort of banal examples of modern day stressors but i think we all know we're overworked and underpaid most of us right so um yeah a lot of us are really the predominance of us are overworked underpaid stressed out um and just burning the candle at forget both ends right we're burning in the middle too yeah and so our nervous systems are feeling the the impact right we are getting, we are jacked up on caffeine, on sugar, on garbage, fake food. We're not seeing the sun. We're not feeling our feet in the grass. We're far from nature. And all of these conditions of our, of our modernity um, are keeping our nervous system out of regulation. And yeah. so you asked about confidence in the nervous system. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we only feel true confidence, I would say, when we are really rooted in ventral vagal and have like a, a healthy little, little whisper of sympathetic activation, right? Like a little bit of that confident get up and go, but mm -hmm. it's really when we're just, when we're grounded in ourselves and when our nervous systems aren't coming into true rest, it, it's hard to ever feel really confident, like yeah. in, in a true way. I think we can put it on like a veneer, like a false self, but it doesn't, it's not in a real way. And what do you feel like people are so used to kind of being in that state of stress that we almost like don't even realize it's a problem or hundred percent. Yeah. I think we don't realize that we're dysregulated. And I think people the stories of like, oh, I just, you know, whatever. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I just prefer to constantly be doing, you know, it's just like who I am. Mm -hmm. Like those kinds of pervasive stories. Cause I used to tell that story, like, you know, my partner would like sit down to watch a movie and I'd be like, oh, I'll be right there. And, but then I'd like go clean the bathtub or like, you know, alphabetize the socks or like <laughs> do stuff. Right. Not to not sit, to not rest, to not relax. Because if your body is, if your nervous system is telling the story, that holding, that tension, that bracing against the world is what's keeping you emotionally safe. It, that's what's keeping you from collapsing emotionally. Your body's not going to want to let you rest. Like what, you're not an idiot. Like that's a dumb thing to do, right? Right. Like you must keep doing and keep Obviously. aware and keep uh -huh. being productive all the time. Yeah. I think that thousand percent, right? People will be able to relate to that. 
<laughs> yeah. And so, you know, people, there's, there's much talk, unfortunately, about like hacking your nervous system and it's all BS. Mm, okay. It's the nerve. Stop one. Like we need to stop wanting to hack our nervous system. <laughs> it's like the very way of thinking that got us into this mess, mm -hmm. like that that capitalistic drive to increase productivity instead of supporting humanity that got us into this, this whole morass of disconnection with self, of depression, anxiety, over-medication, under-rest, underslept, you know, on and on. Mm -hmm. And so the way to support the nervous system is to allow the nervous system to be a nervous system which means to allow ourselves to have our feelings, to allow ourselves to, to witness our emotions, to feel our feelings in our bodies. And caveat, if you have a history of stress, distress, or trauma where your body was the site of trauma, feeling your feelings in your body is probably not a safe or smart thing for you to do. And I see you and I'm sending you love and get some professional care and support, right? Mm -hmm. um and we we need intentionality we don't need hacks yeah i, I first of all i love that I, th I think actually that the term hack always like turns me off i'm like because first of all most of the things that people say are like these hacks it's like they're that's just actually how things should be done like that is right just yourself like yeah let's not make it seem like you just created like some new way of like making something better like that's just being a person, but, um, but yeah, no, but I mean, also what does that mean actually to you? What if I'm like, but I don't know how to do that. Like how, if I'm so not used to doing it, to doing which part to just feeling my feelings, to just, just letting yeah. me be a nervous system. Yeah. So we start really, 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 we start, re that's why it's not, it's not a hackable thing, right? Because the whole goal of hacks is like a silver bullet cut to the quick. There's, there's, there's no doing it, right? And so it starts with awareness, gentle, mindful awareness, which doesn't, that's not an ice bath. That's not sticking your face in a bucket of ice. That's not going to help your nervous system, my angel. It might help your productivity because you're, you know, filling filling yourself with adrenaline real quick. Um, I'm seeing a but, lot of uh, stuff going on, going around. Yeah, it's it's just so it's just so not my jam. Plus, please, just like side note, and we can refocus if you are a human of, uh, with a uterus of a childbearing age and getting knocked up as part of your life goals, please don't go freezing your uterus. Mm, please okay. be mindful of your chi and your yin and your, I mean, what a silly idea to like put your cooch right in ice. Please, Thanks please, in there, yeah, I please <laughs> think about what you're doing. Like you want that place frozen and numb? Or you really want, or do you want good, beautiful yin and life flow energy to your uterus? It makes a lot more sense now. That right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never done a nice bath, but I do yeah. doing it a lot and I've never really right. thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like maybe like a hot chocolate bath is better <laughs> if you're looking to use your uterus. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes That's sense. not a real thing. Don't go getting a burn and coming for me. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, that's also like yeast infection city. It was a hypothetical, theoretical we imagine hot chocolate. It was like an energetic hot chocolate bath. How's that? Yeah. yeah exactly. That's the final declaration. Exactly. That I'll prescribe to everyone on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Right? An energetic hot chocolate bath. Yeah. But that's also the point, right? Like the energetic hot chocolate bath of slowing down. Yeah. And 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 before anyone comes at me like, oh, that's just like your privileges showing if you have two kids and you have a job. Things that are done slowly are done well the first time. Mm-hmm. When we race around in sympathetic activation, that's when you spill the hot chocolate. That's when you F up and have to do it again. That's when you leave the house without your keys or your wallet or your kid or your dog or your grocery. You see what I'm saying? So sure. like, if your goal is efficiency, slow down. And if your goal is to heal your nervous system and feel your feelings, slow down. So how do we start? Well, we're really intentional. And I recommend that people start by feeling a feeling that's easy to feel. So maybe don't start with grief or anger at your parents for that thing they did in third grade or getting a divorce or do you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not start there. Let's not like freak ourselves out and flood our nervous system and create more stress, distress, and trauma to heal from, if it's really easy for you to like, I don't know, put on some Phil Collins, because no one can object to Phil Collins. He's unobjectionable. Let's be real, right? Mm -hmm. And like, have a dance party and laugh and smile. Do that and really feel into what it feels like to be in your body as you're dancing. With the door closed, lights out, like no one else around or your best friend in the room, always the dog. But you see what I'm saying? When you're drinking your morning coffee, stop and get present to your feelings through sensation. So feel, and this takes, it adds an actual four seconds to your morning. I'm adding four seconds to your morning. Smell the coffee before you put the cream in. Smell the cream, right? Taste it while it's bitter. Feel the heat, feel the weight of the mug. Like just take four seconds to be present because particularly as busy entrepreneurs and business owners, how many of us are present during the day? I know. It's like shocking when you really think about it. Yeah. How many times have you said like, well, I got a long day ahead of me. And then you're like, how the F am I getting back in? How is it midnight again? Yeah. And like, and so we get to ask ourselves, A, number one, what's the impact on our body of doing that long-term? The evidence base is clear that it sucks. Right. And, and B, number two, is that how you actually want to live? Right. And so then we get to start asking ourselves what our real priorities are and what really matters. 
And if making a ton of money at the expense of your health and time spent with family and with loved ones and relaxing, like if that is truly your priority, Godspeed, darling. Go get them, tiger. Like go on. But I doubt you're listening to the show. I, you know, at the title that's something about nervous system care for entrepreneurs or whatever you're going to call this, right? Like you're probably listening to this because you're starting to feel a little fried and a little crispy and like you need some friggin' help with your confidence or otherwise in life. Yeah. I and mean, so, it sounds like it'll help yeah. with anything. I mean, like, yeah, it's not just confidence. Like this is important stuff. Like for it's, it is. Yeah. You know, I was a hospice nurse back in the day and I, this is trite because it's not trite, but it's cliche because it's super real. Like I never, ever had a dying patient say they were like really glad they didn't go on vacation and they instead they spent more time working. It's a tired cliche trope, but it's also very real. And I have sat at the foot of the bed of many, 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 many a dying person. And all they want to tell me about is time spent with friends, time spent fishing, time spent drawing, time spent hiking, like time spent being a human in social connection with other humans, which studies show is free, right? Yeah. And is available. And of course you will feel more confident in your business when you're living a life that's deeply nourishing. Yeah. Right? Like makes when, sense. Yeah. When my nervous system was dysregulated, I was so codependent with my business. I believed that getting more clients, making more money, hitting those fourth quarter goals would somehow make me feel better in the world. I, I didn't realize I was doing it, obviously. Right. But I was staking my validation and my sense of safety and worth on how well my business was doing. And that is a number one, so much pressure to put on oneself. And B number two is really unfair to your clients because you are unwittingly, right? Yeah, you're putting your wellness on their shoulders. That's effed. And so now I get on consult calls and like literally the first thing I say on a sales call is, I'm really glad you're here, you know, all the niceties. And I want you to know that I will not be selling to you in this hour. Mm. I'm here to tell you about my program. I'm here to coach you if you want it. Please, and these, you know, the folks I get on consult calls with have been listening to my show often for months or years, right? So we have we have safety and trust within uh, between us. But, you know, I say like, when it comes down to it, I don't give an F if you join my program or not. I just don't care. What I care about is that you break the chains of people pleasing during this call. And if you don't want to sign up for Anchored, please don't. Don't. I will not take your money. I don't want it. Right. right. And it's not lip service. It's it's the honest truth that comes from my doing my nervous system and emotional work for me and not asking my clients to do it for me. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it. Yeah, and it feels so much better for everyone. Yeah. And sales are easier. Like to be as a bonus, 
which I was not expecting. I was like, I'm probably sinking my own ship by talking to people this way, but. But people probably pick up on that and appreciate it. That Yeah, because it's earnest. Like, I really don't want anyone's money who doesn't wholeheartedly want to give it to me, you know? Yeah, or who doesn't fully believe that it's that it is the thing for them, that this is the oh, really should be doing. Please don't join. <laughs> Please turn around, go home. Everyone will be happier. Right? Yeah. No, this is great. This is great stuff. I think it's really just important to be so mindful about all of these things, how your body feels, how you can make these small little changes throughout the day. And I'm sure bigger ones too, but yeah noticing your coffee and being present in some small moments like that's it just it's something that like literally I'm sure days and weeks and months and even years can go by without really thinking about and doing these things so if somebody leaves here today and sips their coffee slowly tomorrow like we'll be happy absolutely yeah is there Oh, yeah. no. I was just going to make the joke that like awareness and sensation are the gateway drug to, uh, to living a life that you really, really, really love. Yeah. No, I love that. We should make that into a quote. <laughs> you yeah. Better. I mean, I think it is a quote, but let's make it into t-shirts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's make some- Merch oh, coming no, soon. Say, is there anything else like that? Like any other tidbit or you know thing of where you'd be like I just want to also make sure people know like here's one other thing you can do today or here's what to keep in mind just any other thing before we let them live their lives well you get to decide what you truly what you actually want your life to look like and I don't mean that in the like trite sort of BSE way that gets so bantied about on social media these days of like, just live the life of your dreams. You actually get to decide what you want to prioritize. Mm -hmm. You really do. And where you want to put your energy and where intention, what is the saying? Where attention goes, intention flows. I'm saying it wrong, but the Mm -hmm. point is, just really attuning to yourself and your body. Learning about your nervous system um, is really one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself as a human, can give your family, you can give the people you love. And it's definitely an amazing gift to give your business. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. Thank you so much for sharing all of this and for getting us to think about these things in this way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's really, it really, to me, is the most important work that we can do. Yeah, I can see how it really affects every single thing else in your life and business. And a hundred percent. And yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, you know, like you can do these things easily. And as you said, four seconds in your day, like you don't have to go out and, you know, there's just no excuse, I guess, to not try to try to add a little. So tell people how they can find you if they want, if they're like, I need more of you in my life. I need your help to do these things or yes. if they come your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is helpful to have a grown up to help hold space for you uh, when you're getting started in this work, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, so I have a treat just for your listeners. If you okay. head over to victoriaalbina.com slash quotable. You can download a, uh, a suite of meditations, nervous system exercises, all sorts of treats for free just for being a listener to this show. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. 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 And 
Yeah. And my team will make sure you have that link for you for the show notes. Um, you can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at Victoria Albino wellness. Uh, my podcast is called feminist wellness and it's for the humans of all genders who want to explore their nervous systems, somatics or body-based practices and how they influence our lives, our world, and of course our business. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was great. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. For more information, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at Quotable Media Co. and at Quotable Magazine. If you loved this episode, please consider sharing it. Take a screenshot right now and post it to your stories and don't forget to tag us so we can reshare. We love to see which episodes are resonating with you. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening right now. It means the world to me to see those. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes and also online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. Talk to you soon.